Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Somebody go ahead put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Amen. Father, we thank you for this great opportunity. We have to be in your presence. We pray that you arise on our praise and our worship in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. And if you have a Bible, turn with me. Do you have a Bible? Hallelujah. All right. It's time for us to give our offering and our tithes. And I'm sure that you came to church prepared with our with your offering and with your tithe. But before you give it, let's read the word of god to prepare your hearts and to guide you as you give amen genesis chapter 4 genesis chapter 4 i'm reading from verse number 1 the bible says and adam knew eve his wife and she conceived and bear Cain and said I have gotten a man from the Lord and she again bear his brother Abel and Abel was a keeper of sheep but Cain was a tiller of the ground and in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruits of the ground an offering unto the Lord and Abel and Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof and the lord had respect unto Abel and his offering but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect and Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell and the lord said unto Cain why art thou wroth and why is thy countenance fallen if thou dost well shall thou not be accepted and if thou dost not dost not well sin lieth at thy door and unto thee shall unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him is talking about sin and Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose 
up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. Say mercy. Let's take it from the NLT. You understand it better. In the NLT, the Bible says, Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd. May you be a shepherd. While Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gifts, but he did not accept Cain and his gifts. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Verse number eight. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Mercy. Tell somebody, I want to be somebody that God will accept. Hallelujah. You know, envy, jealousy, anger comes from not doing what is right. Are you here? Bible said that he was even the firstborn. He was even the firstborn and he chose to be a farmer. But the second born Bible said he became a shepherd. And when it was time for the harvest, he gathered some crop. And from what we read, it wasn't even the best crop. He gathered some crop. Do you understand? If she, he even took the best of the crop, we would have read it that he brought the best of the crops. But it just, just like how you may, you may not have money. You may not be wealthy, but what you give may be your best. Hallelujah. Hello. Yeah. That with the little that you have, you even honor God with the little. Hallelujah. But Bible said that, I mean, he just took something. They said we should. So let me just do. Nobody will know what I gave. Nobody sees it. I'm giving... Saints, uh, 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 when I can give, I mean, in hundreds of rounds, it's like nobody has the, are the ashes here? Okay. I can, I cannot see the offering basket. Ah, okay. Ashes, oh, Chris, you, where are the other offering baskets? 
Okay. Alphys, you need one for your row. Go and take that one for your row. Are you there? So with the little, you can also please God in whatever you are doing. Bring it here to, you can, we need one more for this row. Uh, there's one here. Okay, you stand there and you take this one and stand here. Every row should have one. Is that okay? Okay. So it doesn't have to be million before it will please God. Hello? I know you don't have million, but it doesn't have to be million before it please God. It is the, it is the little that you have. That is why the lady, the widow who gave a mite, the Bible, Jesus said that she has given more than all the people who were throwing in. Said so this is her widow's mite. But for your information, she is giving more than the rich people. Hallelujah. So I'm very sure that if uh, Cain had also presented the best of his crops, God would have respect of, of what he has. Do, do you understand? Yeah. Sometimes we are doing something, but it's like they say we should do. But it is different from being thoughtful and looking into your heart and seeing that the Lord has been good. He's been so gracious. I am here because of him. He has been kind to me. He has delivered me from so many things that could have taken me off. So if I am here week after week, I'm giving an offering, I'm paying tithe. It is appreciation. I'm saying that I cannot buy health. I cannot buy the strength. All I have is because of you. And I'm giving in honor, in appreciation of who you are. Hallelujah. So the little becomes much because you truly want to honor the Lord. It is totally different from just doing this. Oh, I know they will ask uh, an offering, let me take something. So the Bible says that as for Abel, he did not just say that because I'm a farmer, I'm going to also bring an offering. But he took the best portions. Hello? Hello? He could have brought also diseased animal. Do you know that there are sheep and goat that cough? <coughs> Yeah, he could have taken some animals that are sick, that are diseased, and said, oh, it's an orphan. We are, after all, we are going to kill it and offer it. We are going to burn it. Nobody is going to eat it. Hello? Yeah, even from my early ages, as I became a Christian and I give an offering, from Monday to Friday when I go to work, I will always select, we used to give, Cash. There was no mobile phone, uh, e-wallet, straight into the bank. I will always select the freshest of the notes for offering. Hello? 
yeah, freshness of the notes for, for offering. It's like, it's, it's, I, I don't know, but there, there was something about it that you are going to give an offering. Hello? That thing shouldn't go away. It's an honor. You see, God, he sees our hearts. It is not just what you are giving, even the heart with which you give. You can even give somebody, I mean, a good amount of money, but it will not even register as an honor. How you give it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even when you are giving somebody a parcel, how you even parcel it, how you wrap it, how you present it, it's more of an honor than even what is in the parcel. Hello? Yeah, you can, you can bring somebody, you want to give somebody a thousand. You bring the person thousand, you squeeze the child, there's thousand. And somebody is giving the person hundred, but the envelope is put it in an envelope nicely and presented. Is it not different? Yeah. You may want the hundred that is presented a certain way than the thousand that is presented without any honor. Hallelujah. So when we read this scripture, it shouldn't be like, ask for God if you don't give him a uh, 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 sheep and firstlings, he wouldn't accept it. No, he will accept an honor. Hallelujah. When you honor him, he will honor you. Bible said, those that will honor me, I will also honor. But those who will despise me, I will lightly esteem. Hallelujah. So this morning, as we give our offering, as we give, uh, we pay our tithes in honor of God. Do it. Let it not be gradual. Not, let it not be somebody encouraging you. No, no. Who God is to you. How good he has been to you. Hallelujah. And give happily. Let your might, let the little that you have, present it. Hallow it. Let it be awesome before God. That the heart with which you give is very important. Hallelujah. Are you here? Take your offering, take your tithes, and let us give in honor to God. Take, it, take your offering, take your tithe. I'm waiting for you so we can pray over it. You can send it straight from your phone, from your iPad, from whatever you are using straight into the church account, and it will be a blessing to you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Lift it. And let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity we have to give. We give because we love you. And we love you because you first loved us. Lord, according to your word, you said when we honor you, you open the windows of heaven and bless us that there shall not be room enough to contain it. You said, when we give, you cause men to give back unto us. Press down, shaking together, running over. They will give unto our bosom. Lord, we hold in our hands our tithes, our offering, our seed. Out of all that you have given us, we present this unto you. Be pleased and be honored in our giving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I said hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? 
This is one of the best moments when I come to church. Amen. When I hear the word of God, I'm changing every day. Hallelujah. You know, the series of fruitfulness always establish the teaching about fruitfulness. And I believe that every time I come to church and every time you come to church, it's because you have expectation. What is it that is coming on today? Because series always give you the expectation. And my pastor is very good in teaching according to the series. Hallelujah. And today I know he has brought something powerfully, something fresh for me and you. Put your hands together and let us welcome Bishop. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 15 verse number 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits and that your fruits should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name he may give it you let us pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for the opportunity the privilege we have to be in your presence lord open our hearts to understand your word change our lives by your spirit heal our lives lord we lift our hands and we ask that you impart upon us this morning May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and let your will be done. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. So we have been sharing about fruitfulness. Are you here? We've been talking about fruitfulness, that the purpose, your, your life, the purpose for your life is to be fruitful. God created us to be fruitful. So anything that does not allow you to be fruitful is not of God. Are you here? Anything that is fighting your fruitfulness is not of God. Whatever is causing you to be barren is not of God. Hallelujah. God called so many people from Genesis, Adam and Eve. The original blessing for a mankind was to be fruitful. Bible said, and he blessed them. Hallelujah. He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So fruitfulness is our portion. Amen. I said fruitfulness is your portion. And when we read also from the New Testament, this is Jesus speaking. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Hallelujah. In case you are thinking that you are not um, qualified to be a soul winner and to uh, talk to somebody and bring the person to Christ, he's telling you already that you are ordained. Of him. Hallelujah. He said, you did not choose me. So like some of us, some people invited us someday, come to church with me. And you thought that, okay, you chose to come to church. No, he's telling you that, look, you did not choose. He organized it. 
He actually organized you. Hallelujah. Like the Bible says, no one can come to me except the Father has drawn. Every plant that the Father has not planted will be uprooted. Hallelujah. And for our salvation, for our being here, for our convention, angels were involved. Spirits, superior spirits were involved because you know the tendency for you not to come to church is higher than coming. So it took supernatural strength, angels and other people fighting and warding off entities that wouldn't have allowed you to be in church for you to be here. Hallelujah. And when you came and you got born again, it looked like, oh, you decided. No, the Bible is telling us that you did not choose God, but God chose us. Hallelujah. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And the purpose is clear. He said, I chose you and I have ordained you. And the reason why I have ordained you is that you should go forth, okay, and bring forth fruits. There is no ambiguity about this. There is no, no confusion. You cannot say, I don't understand. He said, look, your being here, your selection, your involvement is simple, that you should go forth and bring forth fruits. And that your fruit will remain or should remain. And when your fruit remains, it said, whatever you ask, it will be given to you. Hallelujah. So one of the reasons why most prayers are not answered is when you are fruitless. May you be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Are you here? So today we began, the first thing we spoke about is that uh, God's purpose for your life is fruitfulness. And we moved on. We spoke about the Father. You are recognized by, by your fruits. And we spoke about, uh, I come seeking fruits. No, we spoke about, uh, Jesus' law of fruitfulness. Then we've also spoken about, I come seeking fruits. Then, bearing tests. All these are there. Listen to it and make sure that it produces in you what God wants. Hallelujah. Okay. So today I want to share with you something that will bless your life. The supernatural laws of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. There is a supernatural law that concerns or govern fruitfulness. Amen. Yeah, so I'm sharing with you the supernatural laws of fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. The, the, the reason why many people miss out on the supernatural or spiritual things is that sometimes they don't understand how the supernatural operates. Are you here? Sometimes they don't understand how spiritual things you see, the, the, the supernatural, you see that there is natural, but it's super, supernatural. So that is spiritual. So when the thing looks natural, but it is super, do you understand? Hello? When the thing looks natural, but it is super, then it is spiritual. Are you here? Yes. 
Yeah, because take for instance the birth of Jesus. It looks very natural. A woman gets pregnant after nine months, she delivers. But when you get to know that she did not know a man, then you notice that it's natural, but it is super. The nine months, it's okay. Do you understand? But there was something super. Are you here? Yeah. So it's supernatural. It's spiritual. Are you here? So you need to understand. Listen carefully. Many people will be able to even detect the movement of spirit if they begin to understand how the supernatural or the spiritual things operate. If you got married as a lady and just after a week or a month, your husband decide not to come home. After Jesse might decide not to come home. And after two months, he goes to see your parents that no, I want your daughter to come back. Then he comes. When you cook, he doesn't eat. When uh, things, when you come and speak to the pastor, what will you say? You will say to the pastor, Pastor, I don't know what has come over my husband. Because what he's doing is not natural. Hello? He's doing something, but it's not natural. And what he's doing that is not natural is supernatural. It's spiritual. Are you here? So if you, 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 you are just experienced little, you, you will even detect spirit in people. Do you understand? Because what the person is doing is not natural. And when you notice that this is not natural, then it is supernatural. And if it is supernatural, then it means it is spiritual. How can a guy sleep with three girls every day? On top of it, you masturbate on top. It's like medication. Two masturbation plus uh, three every day like that. It's like something natural that is happening, but it is supernatural. Demons are involved. Do you understand? You 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 notice that you you are a girl. Do you understand? You go out, and every day more than ten people want to sleep with you. You don't have to say that it's because of your beauty. No 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 no. Or, or you want to sleep with everything in trousers. Everything. Anything in trousers you want to sleep with. Wow. You need to know that mm, this is, but it is not natural. So it is supernatural. Wow. So spirits are involved. Hello? Wow. Are you here? So if you don't take time, you will never, you see, the supernatural is like the head that has been twisted. How they do how they braid the hair. If you like, get two colors. Black and let's say brown. You see that it will be alternating. Do you understand? You see the natural, the under supernatural. So you don't even understand whether it is natural or supernatural. Whether it is natural or something. You get it. 
But when you experience, you notice that why is this why is this this way? Hello? Why is it that you just saw a girl you don't know anywhere? It's occurring to you that you should go and after her. You want to draw. No, you can't listen to any advice. You, you can see that it is not natural. Normally, this is not how you behave. Hello? Normally, you don't behave this way. Do you understand? A, a young lady, reasonable, you are doing well. A boy came to talk to you. Now, you just want to follow the boy. You don't want to pray any longer. It, it feels like, no, this is the guy. Everything you have known, you want to leave it and follow that. You notice that, hey, what, it, it doesn't look normal. It's not natural. Hello? Yeah, yeah it's not natural. <clears throat> One lady was talking to me, said, Pastor, I'm talking to a guy. The guy believes in ancestors, believes in everything. He's not my kind of person, but I don't know why I want to. He has told me that he, he said, have I told him that I'm a Christian? He said it should be weird to marry somebody that when I'm doing a ritual, then uh, she will go to church. He said, she, he has said all this and that should put me off. But still, so I don't know. I want to follow him. He said, yeah. He said, I, I need you to pray for me. It's not natural. What I know and what I should have just let it go. But it looks like something is drawing me after what I know I shouldn't. Hello? Yeah. So you need to understand these things. That is why uh, 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 Malam, somebody who has not been to school, he has not done law. He's not a lawyer. He's not a magistrate. He doesn't know even where the court is. Can tell you that your case that you are having in at the court he will sit in his room and give you the verdict. It's not, it's not natural. It is not natural. So you go to the courts. They are arguing. Your, the lawyers are arguing. They argue, argue. The thing is against you. But when they announce the verdict, you have won. Somebody, you don't understand. It's supernatural. Something. Are you here? And people are selling to say, you get your lost lover back. Yay! And you are the lost lover. <laughs> you have decided that the way you used to live wasn't good. You will never. And somebody has gone for something. A powder is mentioning your name and blowing the powder. <laughs> That is why you also need to be spiritual. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Don't joke. Don't, this world has been around long before we came. That's why Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. There is Satan out there. There are mutis. There are powers. There are evils. But that, if you are a good Christian, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, they, they shouldn't have any effect over you. When they call your name in a shrine, it shouldn't have any effect on you. Hello? When somebody says that this is the lady, one lady told me, one lady told me, said, Pastor, I was in a class with somebody who was very rude. The guy was very rude. He came and told me. So we all did not like him. 
He came and said, oh, he, he likes me. I said, oh, over my dead body. The lady said, I said to him, over. said, the next thing I noticed was that I had been in a relationship with this guy for six years. Six years. So I know I did not like this person. But it's been six years being with him. I don't know what happened. He came for me to pray. And after I prayed, he said, God broke him. Everything that is not natural is being broken now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why do you think that they are always uh, having leaflets? And God has a power, evil spirit that they invoke to do these different things. So if you are also a Christian and you don't become powerful in Christ, that's what Paul wrote and said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's power in God. I said there's power in God. There's power that can protect you physically in the name of Jesus. Daniel believed in God, that physical lion, a lion with jaws, teeth, everything ready. Their jaws were shut, including a feast on him. Supernatural power. And it wasn't like these lions were not hungry. When the others came, the lions, I mean, chewed them. Nothing, nothing was left of them. But Daniel was in the lions then. Supernatural power was keeping something was not allowing physical lions to be able to. I'm telling you that there is something called supernatural abilities. Amen. 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 Yeah. And fruitfulness. Fruitfulness is also like that. Being fruitful, being productive, there is also supernatural aspect of it. Hello? There is a supernatural aspect of it. Are you here? Yeah, there's a supernatural. You can pray. You can labor in prayer. And you will have people following you. Supernatural powers will draw people. You go and just be talking. I want you to come to church. Nobody say, I hear your point, but I won't come. I hear you, but I don't agree. That is the natural. It is cold. I cannot. But you see, when you pray, you can also involve the supernatural abilities of God. Hallelujah. The law of attraction, you can pray. People want to be with you. People want to follow what you are saying. People want to do what you are talking about. People will come to where you are happily. Not because of, they don't even know. They don't even know. Supernatural powers. Amen. Yeah. If people who sell can go to San Gomez and can go to Evil Shines to go for mediums to attract people and to pull customers and clients and crowd into them. As a Christian and as a pastor, you can do better. You can believe in God, the supernatural power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. If you're a lady, you want to get married. Enough of the lipstick. Enough of the wig. Enough of the cutest and the nails. It is about time to lie down and pray. And say, Lord, give somebody love for me. Let, let him love me. Invoke the power. Will you be there and be doing hair and nails? You notice that it doesn't attract anyone. Somebody's nail will be uh, uh, nicer than you. 
but there's some supernatural aspect that does not allow the one who loves you to go say no if i don't pay the law well, I, I cannot sleep let me go and do it right now there's a supernatural thing that happens amen and i'm talking about the supernatural laws of fruitfulness amen yeah turn your bibles with me it's a short it's a short service and we'll be out of here Isaiah chapter 5, reading from verse number 1 to 7. Isaiah chapter 5, verse number 1 to 7. Can we read it together? One, go. Now I, to my well-beloved, a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. My well-beloved has a vineyard in the... Okay, sorry. Let, and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with a choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it that... And it brought forth wild grapes... And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and your vineyard. What could I... Hey, 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 hey. Okay, let's start now. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge... I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard, what could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that I should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you, I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge, and it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down, and I will lay it waste, and it shall not be pruned, nor digged, but there shall come up briars and tons, and I will also command the clouds that they rain not upon it. Amen. Amen. So this is God talking about the supernatural laws that governs fruitfulness that there there are things that causes people to be fruitful that sometimes you, you don't know are you there maybe it will be better for us to take it from the uh, nlt so you understand it can we go to the nlt all right let me also go there I'm trying. Okay. It always has to work. (laughs) All right. So let's read it together. Verse number one of Isaiah chapter five. Now I will sing for you, the one I love, a song about his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a rich and fertile hill. He plowed the land 
cleared its stones and planted it with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and carved a wine press in the nearby rocks. Then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. Now, you people of Jerusalem and Judah, you judge between me and my vineyard. What more could I have done for my vineyard that I have not already done? When I expected sweet grapes, why did my vineyard give me bitter grapes? Now let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will tear down the hedges and let it be destroyed. I will break down its walls and let the animals trample it. I will make it a wild place where the vines are not pruned and the ground is not hoed, a place overgrown with birds and thorns. I will command the clouds to drop no rain on it. Seven, the nation of Israel is the vineyard of the Lord of heaven's army. The people of Judah are the pleasant garden. He expected a crop of justice, but instead he found oppression. He expected to find righteousness, but instead he heard cries of violence. Amen. Okay, so uh, verse number one and two, we see that the supernatural law, sometimes when you see yourself doing well, you don't even know that supernaturally, Things have been done for you to be sane, <laughs> for you to be protected, for you to be governed. For instance, when uh, Job was a rich man moving around and doing well, hello, he thought that maybe his business acumen, his business dealings, how he traded is what has actually allowed him to be prosperous. But he did not know that God has made a hedge run about him. I'm talking about the supernatural law of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. There was an invisible protection, covering on every side of this man and all that he had. That he was not even aware. The day Satan was giving permission that supernatural, not physically, supernaturally, a permission was given to the enemy. When you read Job chapter 1, you begin to see when permission was given to the enemy to touch, one day his farms got burnt, his children died, his businesses, his buildings everything, there were fire outbreak, there were armed robbery, there were everything that you could imagine can happen to happen. Do you understand? How can one person have so many evil? It is supernatural. You have a farm, your farm is bent. You have a car, your car is bent. You have a house, the house is broken down. You have children, all the children are dead. You are, hey, it, it is supernatural. <laughs> How many are understanding what? Yeah, people die. Farms burn. Cars have accidents. Do you understand? Yeah, buildings collapse. 
but the way it has all collaborated together, it is too much on one person. There's something supernatural. How can one mother have a lot of children, every one of it there's some, some problem with? It's not just nice. How can one family have so much crazy people? It's too, it's too much. How can one family have so much poverty? It's not natural. Are you here? Yeah. So we also see that people who are doing well or have done well or will do well, they also need to understand that there is a supernatural law of fruitfulness that God has allowed you to harvest or is working on your behalf that you don't even know. Because if that supernatural protection is taken away, you notice that so many things will affect you. So number one, number one we see over here is the law of the supernatural fence. <laughs> the law of supernatural fence. Isaiah chapter 5 verse number 2 it says, and he fenced it. Tell somebody and he fenced it. He ha- you see, some of you, you, you yourself, you know that God has fenced you. Because the way things are supposed to be, what you have been involved with, that you are still correct, normal. Do you understand? You notice that, as for this one, you, it's God. It's God, though. <laughs> Tell somebody, it's God, though. <laughs> You notice that, look, this, you have lived a reckless life. You should have been destroyed long before now. Hallelujah. That is why, that is why you, you, you should even be thankful to God. That's why you should be thankful to God because there's a supernatural law of things that sometimes you don't even understand. People do less of what you have done. And their life ends. People don't even get to the level you go to. And there is nothing of them. Hello? Yeah, somebody slept with somebody once. She's pregnant with HIV. If you are supposed to mark or write the number of... There wouldn't be book to contain the stripes. You can see the supernatural law of the fence that God has protected me. I'm being protected. It's like a supernatural. I don't know how, but you can see. Hallelujah. Are you here? It is very important. Many people, at first, you may think that you need to travel uh, maybe eight hours before you can have an accident. No. No, somebody left home. Five minutes to the... Once it is a road, you are in a car. Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody was being taught how to smoke. Weed. Marijuana. The first one. That, that is it. That's what, yeah. all. Look at the number of weed you have smoked. Somebody's first one. The guy is all over the place. The first try. 
the rehearsal. The first rehearsal, the guy is already. You can smoke and if you can smoke and follow the the, the, the smoke. You, you catch even the smoke, the one that is trying to escape. Lift your right hand and say, God has faced me. He has protected me. Hallelujah. That is why you need to be fruitful. Yeah. That's why you need to be fruitful. God has protected you. God has protected you. I said God has protected you. Even the fact that you don't have HIV is something that you need to tell, you need to thank God for. I'm telling you because because hey hey I don't want to come to town hey because you were skillful you were my 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 you had the skill <laughs> are you here God has protected you from so many things. Supernatural protection. Because he has a a plan for you that you are going to be a source of people coming into the kingdom. Why did God uh, uh, exempt you? Why did you think that you escaped? Why do you think that you escaped? All the things that caught all your friends. Yeah, One day a guy, he said all his friends are armed robbers. Everyone is dead. He's left alone. Another guy, he gave a testimony. He said, Pastor, the day that we were going to rob, I don't know whether he overslept or something happened. So he did not, he was the driver. He said, when they went, not knowing that somebody has given a tip off. So where they were going, they brought army. Army. Armies were waiting for them. So they, they sprayed all of them. All, every one of them died. Let's see. When he woke up, hey, that time, no, they were. He said, I will be dead. Supernatural protection is, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You were sitting in a car with a drunk driver. And some drivers, some drivers, they will tell you that when they drunk, that is when they can drive well. Don't sit in any car. Any driver who thinks that he becomes skillful when, when, when he's drunk. It's like he becomes invincible. Hey! Look at maneuvering. Driving like, I mean, he's driving like he's driving a, a what do you call it? A dustbin. It's like, the, the, the people in the car is like a rubbish car. Yeah. And you are still alive. Even you have an accident, other people died. You see, when, when I, I, I talk about the supernatural protection, I, I personally know, because as I'm standing here, there are things that I can, I, when you get to know, I have been waited for at a mortuary. Yeah, they went to the mortuary waiting for me. Because we had an accident. Sure? People died. Some of them, their, their, their arms. Some of them, their ears. Some had different things. And they knew I had had an internal bleeding. Mm. 
my tummy became big. Suddenly, the drain, the spleen got burst. Within less than an hour, the tummy became big. So they they know I was there. They were at the much waiting for my body to be brought. Things that kill people have not killed you. What explains it? What explains it? God must have a reason for your life. God must have a purpose for your life. Don't let it be in vain. That's why he's asking, what, what can I do? I planted. I supernaturally, I fenced it. Then number two is that the, the supernatural law of removal of stones. Did you see it in verse number two? He fenced it. Please put it there for us. And gathered out the stones thereof. The supernatural law of removal of what? Stones. Some of you, the guy who broke your heart, if he, he, he had not broken your heart, <laughs> by this time you'll be a drug addict. He removed people in your life. Superna- the, the law of removal of stones. Look, look at it. And he gathered our stones. Stones are not soil. It doesn't allow the roots to tap nutrients from there. There are harmful, hateful things that God has removed from your life. Yeah, you were so much in love with joining a clique. If you had joined that clique, you wouldn't be here today. If that girl has said yes, by now, you will not be here. How many can see that there was a group that if you had joined a group, you wouldn't be here? By now, there will be tattoos all over your body. The law of supernatural removal of stones. And that's what they said. I, I, I planted, said I removed, I fenced it. God has pro- supernatural protection. And not only that, but he's removed people from your life. He's removed people from your life. Some of you, you even don't understand why you are not an armed robber. By now you should be a drug addict. By now you should be like a lay prostitute. It's not, it's not like you are a professional, but the way you, you are like a lay prostitute, LP. Are you there? God has removed hindrance, obstacle, problems, things that would have destroyed your life long before now. God supernaturally took all those things away. Even a specific school you wanted to go, he did not allow you. If you had gone there by now, by now, a lady like you would be some, some lady's girlfriend. A boy like you will be another person's uh, girlfriend. Something. You, if you have gone there. Today the preaching is very short. Then. Number three. Number three. The law of supernatural investment. He said, and he fenced it. Gathered out the stones thereof. And what? Planted it with choices vine. 
planted it with Tresor's van. The investment. You know, recently I noticed that I need to be careful. Because some people, when they got born again, they got born again from a church that was preaching prosperity. So that is all they know. It got them born again. But I noticed that by some, somehow, God saved me, put me into a church that is talking and preaching about souls. And so I noticed that there are people who are preaching. That is all they have known. That is all they have heard of. Do, do you understand? The investment. You go to a school. You go to a school. There are schools that if somebody pass with a, a bachelor's pass, it's a celebration. And there are schools that there is not one person who will fail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There are schools that if you get, I mean, one code seven in your result, they will carry you. Yeah, one code seven in your final, they will carry you at the top. Do, do you understand? Yeah, and there are schools that, I mean, not having all code seven is like, what is wrong with you? Hello? So even where, where God puts you, you are hearing what, what is life about. People are in debt. People are doing, people have embarked on different things because of what they had, who they got exposed to and different things. Ask yourself, how come you are in such a church? I ask, but how come I met uh, Bishop Dark Hayward Mills? How come God put me in a supernatural investment? God causes you to meet people. God causes you to meet people who direct your life, who gives you advice, who input investment to the extent that you have not even bought a bicycle type before. Bicycle. Two ties. Bye. <laughs> but you sit in uh, SUVs. They come and drop you. Your mother at her age, nobody has celebrated her birthday before. Small girl like you, you are in a church. That celebrates your birthday. You even know people. It's like even the quality of friends and people that are around you. It's, it's amazing. The investment, the good advice, the good people, the people that you know and what you know. The input into your life. I'm telling you, you know so much. That's I said, I planted it with what? Choices of vine. Choices of vine. Choices, the best. Are you there? With the choices of vine. So after the investment, he did not leave it. The fourth law is that the law of supernatural tower. He put also a security, look at it, and built a tower. The NLT say he put what? A watch tower. He put a tower. Yeah, he built a watch tower. Do you understand? Not that he fenced and gathered out, protected you, and took away the wrong people who would destroy your life. But he also invested in you. And after the investment, he put a security. 
angels are on, on guard. Angels are on guard. You have been protected as you go out, as you come in. Different thing. God is keeping you. Why won't you be fruitful? God is keeping you. Then the, 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 this, this is the uh, what do you call it? the watchtower or the tower talks about the security God has for you. The blood of Jesus speaking on your behalf. Angels are at work. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Oh, yes. Because when you read the Bible, you see that there are animals. You go into the Bible, there is a lion. There's a dragon. There are insects. The, every animal, there's a spiritual one. You read the Revelation. When we said the, the woman was about to deliver and a red, great dragon. So in the spirit, there are also these things. Why has none of them devoured us? Because there is a supernatural protection. There's a, there, there's a angels guiding us. That's why somebody sleeps very well. He wakes up, cannot move. People sleep, they wake up, they are sick. They, they can't even understand what happened. Yeah. <laughs> One day somebody was telling me, Pastor, I was dreaming. Somebody was about to shoot me, then I, I woke up. <laughs> I said, you are lucky. Say <laughs> 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 so he was about to shoot me. Yeah. One day. A certain brother. He had a dream. And in the dream, he was with his friend. And they met somebody. And the person was fighting them. The person beat them. They were not in the same place. I mean, if let's say one is in uh, View, the other one will be in Bevel. So he had a dream like yesterday. So the morning, he said, hey. When he got from, he noticed that his body was paining him from the fight. That, but he said, you remember that in the dream, his friend was beating. So when the, the, the friend woke up, the face was swollen. <laughs> oh, yeah. The mouth had become more than twice. They, ah. So they had taken him to the hospital. They did not know. Then his friend was telling this, that, hey, a dream I had. He was telling somebody. That in this dream they were beating us. So my body is paining me. He said, You and who? Then so me and I said, Ah, he's at the hospital. <laughs> he did not have the dream, but he woke up with swollen face. They have been beaten. One saw it, one did not see it. But the one who did not was at the hospital. I'm talking about supernatural things. One day, I was a shepherd. I wasn't even a pastor. And one of my friends, he was called uh, uh, Andrews Oko. He was drinking. My mate he was drinking. And, but I, I was home when he came to me. He said, please, you need to help me. I said, what? Well, he said, when he goes to sleep, something comes to fight him. That is why he's drinking. Because he wants to sleep. I said, when the thing comes to fight him, the thing bites him. And when he bites, no matter how drunk he is, the alcohol goes away. Then he pulls his 
said to show me the print of teeth all over his body. Said the thing is, said, ah, are you sure? He said, eh, eh, that is what is happening. The print of teeth of bees that he could not see. I'm talking about the law of supernatural protection. Insects and evil spirits, different things that we have been pro- That's why it is not right if you are not fruitful. You are normal, everything, because there's a supernatural protection for you, whatever you are doing. Are you there? Then, the last one is the, yeah, we need to go. It's the law of the wine press. That is how the produce, how God is expecting fruit from you, your, your fruit, how will be produced. Some of your fruits should be in the choir. Some of your fruits, do you understand? Should be in the dancing stars. Some of your fruits should be in the ashes. Some of them should be in the apostles. Some different to process what is supposed to come out of you. God expects that there should be something because he has, he has fenced you. He's removed the stones. He's planted in you. Choices message. Choices we have preached different kinds. Jesus, the savior of the world, we have preached different messages. Hmm? He has planted in us even the fruitfulness. We've been on, on it for some time now. So we're expecting that fruit will come out of you. And out of what comes out of you should be processed in the price, out of, of the, the, the wine price. And there are filled the areas that God expects you that you also attend to. But nothing has come out of us. That is why when you read further, but it says, after all this, what happened? Go, go, go back. The verse number two, if not finished. Yeah. Planted a choices vine and built tower and in the midst of it. And also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes. And it brought forth wild grapes. The NLT says it well. He was expecting sweet, sweet grapes. Can you see it? Yeah. In the middle, he built a watch tower that to produce and carved a wine press in the in the nearby rocks. There are uh, schools, there are groups, there are other departments that your produce should come into. Do you understand? We are expecting you to be fruitful. Then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew there were bitter. Why are you bringing forth bitter grapes? After the protection, after the, you are becoming disloyal. You are now gossiping. You are now gossiping. You are talking, you are talking to people. You are the source of discontentment in the church. You are the reason you don't, you are the reason people don't come for prayer. You are the, it's like, you rather you are bringing bitter grapes. When we remember, we don't want you. We are expecting something sweet from you. We are expecting encouragement. We are expecting that many people will come out of you. Don't bring us wild, bitter, uh, 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 grapes. 
Don't bring accusation. Don't be disloyal. Don't be independent. Don't be political. Is all the investment, all the investment that has gone over us. Look at us. How many, how you go around and see how many black people have uh, the church that we have. Look at the pavement. You go to the washroom. People go and take pictures there. Yeah, look at where you... It's not It's not a bad place. God has invested in us. Hello? Look at the nice shirt that God has brought you into to be part of. The least you can do is to bring forth sweet grapes. Hallelujah. Amen. One lady told me, Oh, I like the church so much. The way you welcome us. So I told her, I, When you are part of the church, I want you to welcome other people with the warmth with which you were received. That is what we expect. The other people have welcomed you with smiles when it is your turn. Is that Nandipa? It's good to see you. Hallelujah. When it is your turn, you also welcome other people. When it's your turn, be a center leader. Be a center leader. I'm waiting. When we share the grace, say one member, one bus. I'm expecting the bus. I'm expecting that you will come to church. If you are coming, not even a bus, you should have at least a Uber or a taxi or an in-drive. People that you have paid for them to be in church. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, verse number three, look at it. Now you people of Jerusalem and Judah, you judge between me and the vineyard. What more could I have done for the vineyard that I have not done already or I have not already done? When I expected sweet grapes, why did my vineyard give me bitter grapes? Then he goes further. He said, do you know what I'm going to do? Now let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard with the supernatural protection, supernatural care, input. He said, look, if you are not fruitful, this is what I'm also going. I will tear down the hedges and let it be destroyed. Hey! Not knowing that we are not destroyed because there is a supernatural protection. Not knowing that we are still well, we are not sick because there is a supernatural hand caring for us. And God is expecting fruits, expecting you to be fruitful. He said, I'm going to, if you don't care and you will not bring forth, even as you come to church, your, your language has changed, your dressing has changed. It's time for you to bring forth fruit. He said, I will, I will tear down its hedges and let it be destroyed. I will break down his walls. I'll break down his walls. And what will happen? And what? Yeah, and let animals trample it. Hey, say mercy. Yeah. Not only that, but go to the next one. It says, verse number six. I will make it a wild place. I think that when good seed has been sown, and good, it will not be nice for you to bring a wild, bitter grapes. It's not, it's not good to pay evil with the good that has been done to you. It's not good. God said, I'm going to make it a wild place. The vines are not going to be pruned. 
It's, it's like nobody is going to even advise you. Nobody is going to allow, you allow you to be uncontrollable. You see, when you see a tree or a flower that are, is looking nice, it's been pruned, it's been shaped. Is there, you see, you are this nice because of the advice, people that God has. If God remove all these people, you notice that you are whatever you want to do. You want to sleep, you sleep. You want to drink, you drink. You want to sex, you sex. You want to fornicate, you fornicate. You want everything. You see that you are like, you are just like an animal. Yeah. If you are a human being and you do whatever you want to do, then you are an animal. There's no difference. Animals don't have any restriction. There's no constraints. They do whatever occurs to them. So you need to know that when this is your lot, you are not free. You are rather in bondage. A free person is not the one who does what he wants to do. A free person is the one who does what must be done. But if what you feel like doing, you, you just do it. Hey, then you are not free. Because there are things that you need to do that is not right. Amen. Yeah. He said, I will be, uh, I will not be pruned. And the ground is not hold. It's like I will leave it. A place overgrown with berries and tongues. I will command the clouds to drop no rain on it. Not knowing that your fruitfulness, your beauty, and this is because there's a supernatural rain. They say, but you may not see it. Are you there? Yeah. I want us to stand and pray. I want us to stand and pray. I want to say that, Lord, we want to be fruitful. Deliver us from these things. Lift your voice for just a minute or so. Pray, pray, pray. Oh, Lord, we pray. We recognize. Somebody lift your voice and say to the Lord, I recognize that, oh yes, the supernatural law of fence. You have fenced me. You have removed the stones. You have invested in me. You have guided me. The security I have enjoyed. Oh yes, Lord. It is not time to bring forth bitter, bitter grapes. I pray that I will bring forth something good. Lord, make me fruitful. Make me fruitful. Pray, lift your voice and talk to God. Make me fruitful. Make me fruitful. Make me fruitful. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, I will be fruitful. I will bring forth fruits. Oh, yes, fruit worthy of what you have done. The investment, the fence, the stones that you have removed, the investment into me. Oh, yes, will not be in vain. I pray, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I pray, put your hand on your heart. I pray that we will not be part of those who bring forth bitter grapes. After all the investment, Lord, we pray that, Lord, we will bring forth sweet, sweet grapes. Oh, yes, that out of us will come out of us will come our wonderful souls make us fruitful in the mighty name of jesus lord we recognize what you've done for us deliver us oh god 
from ever bringing forth bitter uh, graves and things that is not worthy for the investment and protection and the guidance and the help and the supernatural things you have done for us. We are here because you, 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 you saved us. When we did not even know what life would be, you brought us this way. We lift our hands and we acknowledge your input, your protection, the sanity that we have, the, 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 the blessings that we have because you brought us this way. Deliver us from ever paying you with evil, all the good that you have done for us. May we not pay evil. May we not bring forth bitter, bitter graves at the remembrance and at the mention of our name. May our shepherds, our pastors be happy. May they not remember us with grief and with contention and with pain. May our life bring sweet fruits. Sweet, may something glorious, something nicer come out of us. That when we are remembered, oh yes, the, the found memory of us will cause our pastors, our mothers, our, our parents and the people who have invested in us to speak words of blessing words of encouragement oh yes lord i pray if there's anyone here whose life has been a, a source of bitterness and hurt and pain into the people who has helped lord i pray for your mercies i pray for your forgiveness i pray lord in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus lord heal us deliver us we give you all the glory we give you all the honor we give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And as we close, maybe somebody invited you. You came this morning. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I want to be born again. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be in heaven when this life is over. Please, if that is what you are saying, lift your right hand and I'll pray with you. I want to be born again. I want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, Please come to me from the back, from everywhere. Come, 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 come. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Come from the back, come from everywhere. Come. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. of fruitfulness okay please lift your two hands to the Lord and say this prayer with me say with me Lord Jesus Lord Jesus this afternoon I come to you just as I am please forgive me and wash me with your blood I am sorry for all my sins I am sorry for my mistakes from today I repent of all my ways and I accept you Jesus as the Savior the Master and the Lord over my soul 
Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son to die in my place. From today, I belong to you. From today, I will follow you. From today, I am yours. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Amen. Father, I thank you for the life of your children. I pray that the grace of God that brings salvation will be their portion. Bless their lives. Let them love you. Let them know you. Let them walk with you until the very end. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your purpose. Father, thank you for a new day, a blessed day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.